Welcome to the Fierce Mama Warrior Podcast. This is your host, Jackie Hyman, and this is your hub of women who live to improve the lives of other women on the motherhood journey, health, wellness, and being their best. Hello, Fierce Mama Warriors, and welcome back to the podcast. This week, I am so excited to bring you this episode because it is with one of my best friends, Rebecca Sigala, has had such an influence on me and the way that I view women's bodies. And it really is her work that started to open my mind to body positivity. And she has, aside from the immense raw talent that Rebecca possesses when it comes to photography, she has an incredible way of really celebrating every different type, size, and shape of a woman's body. And I just think that that's something that the world really needs right now. It is so important for all of us to see every body type in that light. Rebecca is a photographer who focuses a lot on boudoir photography. So for those of you who don't know what that means, it means that it is a personal one-on-one session with a woman who is either in sexy lingerie, beautiful romantic lingerie, and or nude. So you can probably imagine why this is controversial. And being in feminist circles on the internet, I've seen a lot of feminists express that this has nothing to do with female empowerment or feminism, and they don't want it to be seen as empowering. So today you get Rebecca's answer to that, her perspective, and she has witnessed the way that it has transformed the self-image of so many women, especially pregnant and postpartum women, which she speaks about especially. And she talks about what it's like to be on the other side of the camera, on her side of the camera, how it's helped her grow and how it has completely changed her definition of beauty. This is a fun, feminine, empowering conversation that is so needed in the world today, and I really hope you enjoy. Here we go. Rebecca Sigala, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Guys, I'm so excited about this episode because I'm a little bit obsessed with with Rebecca herself as a person and what she does. A lot of my passion for it is because it's like a juicy, racy topic. (sighs) And um, a little bit out of the box, and that's my style. Um, but also, it just has so much to offer women today, and I'm just so excited to dive in. How are you doing today, Rebecca? I'm doing great. Good. I'm so excited to talk to you about all of this. Yay! Okay, let's dive straight in. So... Rebecca Sigala has made a business out of doing portraiture for women. 
and it's a specific type of portraiture. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how it's special? Absolutely. So I'm a boudoir photographer, and I offer women an experience to connect to themselves and their bodies and their sexuality through photography. And it's a full experience where I do a consultation with them and we talk about what they want out of the session, whether it's you know something physical, like they want an actual album as a gift for someone, or they want to help heal their past traumas, or they just want a fun morning, whatever it may be. Um, we, we go over all the information before the session. And then during the session, I photograph them in a very um, artistic, intimate, and sensual way. And they receive the final images from that session, and they're able to cherish these pictures forever. And it's a really incredible process. And I, I've been doing it for about six years now. And um, there's a lot of facets to it, so I'm happy to answer any questions you may have and dive into it. Awesome. Um, just so we're all clear on uh, what exactly goes down in these sessions, how revealing are most of your pictures? Like how? So they are, they're pretty revealing. <laughs> I, I find recently that I've been photographing women completely nude a lot because I think that just over the years, people have become maybe more comfortable with me and I've been more comfortable with with what I do and who I am and it's really a vulnerable way to vulnerable and strong way to to be photographed but even though like you said it was racy and like provocative and controversial and stuff like that it is but at the same time it's very tasteful and it's very feminine and empowering and it's not like one of the things that I had to combat in the beginning was people confusing it with pornography, and it's not that at all. So yes, What's it is. What? What's the difference between pornography and boudoir? Yeah. Uh, well, pornography is deemed as something that is supposed to be for someone else's almost like sexual pleasure, or um, it's not for aesthetic reasons. It's for for a sexual... To induce arousal? Yeah, to induce arousal, exactly. And these images are not intended for that purpose. I mean, if that's what women want to use it for for themselves, then that's fine, like for their own from their own session for themselves. But generally that is not the case, and they are considered fine art portraits that are for empowerment and for much deeper reasons. And even if you see, like, you know, like if you know what pornography looks like and you see my pictures, like, I wouldn't even need to describe how it's different. It's very, very different. It looks different. It feels different. There's a different purpose to it. Is that yeah? Cool yeah. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I definitely agree. I think that the pictures of yours that I've viewed um, are art. And even though, you know, there could be a fine line there. It's it's very clear that you're trying to capture the essence of the woman mm-hmm. in a way that's vulnerable. Right. Like when you say how revealing is it, I'm like, it's very revealing. It's very sexual and sensual. and But at the same time, it's artistic and it's sensual and it's 
meant to be empowering to the woman who is in the picture. Cool. So let's go into that a little bit because I've definitely heard more than once, you know, certain facet of feminism say taking off your clothes for a camera has no place in the female empowerment movement. I'm sure you've heard this as well. I'd love to hear what you have to say to that. Sure. I mean, as much as I feel like boudoir is therapeutic and healing for so many women, and I've I've seen how it has literally changed lives, I don't, I'm not the first one to say that it's for everyone. And I feel like that's part of feminism is to say, I respect you for who you are and for what empowers you. What's empowering to me might not be empowering to you. So like, I'm open to that. I'm not saying that boudoir is for everyone. At the same time, I think it would be anti-feminist for someone to come to me and say boudoir Boudoir is not empowering or it has no place in the female empowerment movement because it's very narrow-minded to think that way, especially when they haven't experienced it themselves and they don't know the process that each woman goes through and what their experience is. So I don't need the validation from everyone in the movement, I guess, to feel that it's therapeutic or to feel that it's important because I know that it has been for my clients and it's just, it's really incredible and inspiring to me. Trying to think if there's another another way I can answer that as well. Well, maybe you could just go into a little bit like how does it empower people? Where does that power come from when they take off their clothes for a camera? So... I guess when you think about like taking off your clothes for a camera, you think that like someone's on the other end or you're going to send these pictures to someone else or you're seeking validation and you're seeking attention or quote unquote the wrong type of attention, which women get flack for and always have (laughs) for years. Um, And that is not necessarily why someone would want to do a boudoir session. I mean, I've never seen that happen with any of my clients. They're taking off their clothes for themselves so that they, for the camera, so that they can see themselves from a different perspective. And these photos are for them. So when they're able to see themselves in like photographed in an artistic way and through my lens, then a lot of times it can be really empowering just because the it's not the same when you look in the mirror or it's not the same when you look in the mirror and then you're clouded by all of your you know your story and your insecurities and all these things that we've been bombarded with our whole lives and this is just another way to look at ourselves and appreciate the bodies that we have i love that i think it's so beautiful i think it's very hard for some people to, how do I put this, to understand that women have this need, this sort of indescribable, not necessarily rational need to step into their own beauty for themselves, not for an onlooker or another viewer. That's something that's very, I feel like, unique to women and very right it's powerful. almost like people don't believe it like 
I put on lipstick today for myself or I bought a new outfit for myself. It's like, sure, sure. Who are you trying to get attention from? Yes, I actually <laughs> just had someone say to me like, oh, you look nice. I said, you know, like I, I try <laughs> like as a joke. And I was like, I try for myself. And they said, and everyone else. And I'm like, no, like, no, that's not. That's, That's not, not actually what, what it's about. about at all. And it's really hard for people, especially men, to understand because they don't have that experience. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. How has this profession of yours changed your definition of beauty for yourself and for the people who f- may follow you, viewing your pictures in your, in your Facebook group online? Well, I can't speak for others, but for myself, it has completely changed the way that I define beauty. I started doing boudoir photography about seven years ago, and I was into photography, and I was into fashion, and I have always just loved beautiful things and art and things like that. And I didn't necessarily get into it for the deeper, meaningful aspects of it because I didn't know that they were there. And shortly after I started doing boudoir, I started seeing how revolutionary it was and how special it could be for individual women and all of the rewards that they were reaping and I was reaping. And it was just so incredible. And I think that it was a little bit of a process, but every single woman I photographed, I came to them thinking, all right, you know, I, I knew their story a little bit and I had a consultation with them and I came to them wanting to highlight their beauty and wanting to show them how beautiful they are. So when you're in that mindset, then you only see beauty and you don't see other things and continuing with that positivity, I guess, I started to approach everyone like that. And now I really see everyone as beautiful because that's what I choose to see. I love that. I think that's so powerful. I'm a deep believer in just the belief that we all choose what to focus on. And you have given these women a way to focus on the most beautiful aspects of themselves. And because you have chosen to focus on that about them. Um, So positive, I think, is actually a great word for it. It's just, you know, we choose to either look at the negative things or at the positive things. And what a gift to be able to give women. Thank you. And I, I feel like it's such a gift for me. It really goes both ways. Totally. How, how else has uh, photographing these women helped you grow as a person? I would have never called myself a feminist <laughs> before doing boudoir photography. And I kind of dove into that world and um, realized the importance of women sharing their stories and having a voice and feeling strong, and being equal. Wow, that's so revolutionary. (laughs) And, you know, especially being in an Orthodox Jewish community and 
seeing how sometimes things can feel a little backwards, even if they're not intended to be. Um, For example? Hmm. I mean, there's a lot of, I guess, segregation between men and women in the Orthodox community. Like even when you go into a synagogue, um, like a place of worship, the men and women are separate. The men are generally leading the services. There are certain there's certain things that men do that women do that women do not, and vice versa. Um, there's certain roles that we've always played, and sometimes they're religious, but sometimes they're just cultural. And I feel like influenced by the outside world because how could it not? And Generally, I feel like the Torah really presents women in a very beautiful light, but I think that sometimes the actual religion doesn't reflect that. And so being a somewhat observant Jew and being in this community, I'm able to give women an opportunity to express themselves in maybe ways that they never were before. I love that. I think we all, you know, whether you're in a community where uh, your voice maybe isn't as heard as much as um, men's are, or whether you're not, having a place to shine for yourself as a woman is just beautiful. And so important. Yes. Okay, what are some of the, or maybe one of the biggest takeaways that your clients keep telling you they're getting out of your sessions? Like what's the one thing that keeps repeating itself that they say that they love about it or are getting from it? My first reaction to that question was (laughs) how people react to their photos. A lot of women are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's me. And then it's like this shock of, I am so beautiful and these pictures are so stunning and that is me. So there's that, which is really fun and exciting. I think that women are really getting a sense of self and a boost of confidence and inspiration to continue a deep level of self-care and... To know their worth. That's so interesting. How does I mean? Because I know your brand is very much based on self care, but I'm I'd love to hear from you. Like, why do you think that doing a boudoir session can inspire women to continue self care? Because I think that self care comes down to feeling if you deserve it or not. Are you worthy of? you know, being happy? Are you worthy of being healthy? Are you worthy of living a good life? And our self-worth is wrapped up in a million different things. But if we can look at ourselves and say, I'm beautiful on the inside and out, and I like myself, then that's just like the first step to feeling that sense of worth and to start to want to take care of yourself. I know that after boudoir sessions that I had for myself, I felt that way. And I could, even when I was like not looking the way that I exactly wanted to, I had certain fitness goals. Like maybe I 
I felt like I was heavier than I normally am or just not connected to my body in certain ways. But then I would be able to look at the pictures and still feel like I was beautiful in that stage. Then I was able to approach any kind of goal I had with more love and that made it sustainable and it made it just healthier. I was just a much happier person. I love that you touched on this because this is something that I feel like is really coming to light so much in the fitness industry lately is if you want your health to be, your health plan to be something sustainable, um, you know, you want to change your actual lifestyle for the long term, then it's got to come from a place of I'm worthy of this kind of care, not from a place of like, I hate, I hate how I look and I, I need to change that in order to start to love myself. Like it has to start with the, I'm worthy of this, I love myself. And when you approach a health plan from that place, it's A, healthier and B, more successful yeah. in the long term. I, I deeply believe that. And I think that that is a message that you get across to your followers and it's it's really really important. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Rebecca, what do you wish more women would know about their own body image or their beauty or their femininity? I wish that women would know that they are enough exactly the way they are that they don't need to fit into a box or bend to any other ideals of beauty that however they feel good is okay and that they have the permission to love themselves. I think that's what empowerment is. It's like it's almost like this permission to move forward in your own life. Like I'm not necessarily I'm offering a space and I'm offering a platform to women so that they can do things for themselves. That's what empowerment is. It's not me doing anything for anyone. It's just offering that space. And I and I want and I just like wish that women would know that it's available and that they are allowed to love themselves. It's kind of like this um meme I saw that said like, uh, you know, here's a list of things that women should not wear past the age of 40. It was just like the weight of other people's opinions. I love that. <laughs> Send that to me. Oh my gosh. We'll link that maybe in the show notes, but it's it's a good one. Um, why do you think that women don't, some women don't feel that they have permission to love themselves? I think it's a combination of a lot of things. It can be how you were raised, like your family structure or like society and the media kind of telling women to subliminally, like not outright, but telling women to to be smaller, to have less of a voice, to feel guilty if they're if they have a high self-esteem, like that I think there's there's so many songs that are like Oh, she, what's that one Justin Bieber song that's like, Love Yourself? You know that song? Oh, wait, hold on. 
go ahead and love yourself, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but like in a bad way. Yeah, in a bad way. It's like, it's always like women are women are supposed to be confident to a certain extent, but not too much because then you're full of yourself. And it's it's women always walking this like tightrope of like other people's opinions. And it's, it's horrible. There's we, so much we can pressure. Never win. Yeah, you can never win. Don't um, be too skinny. Don't be too fat. Yeah. Don't be too confident. Don't be too quiet. Don't be too loud. Like what it means to you know be a woman in society and what it means to be successful women. And I know that personally, like I've had a lot of pressure, like from family and from friends and from the media and everything around me growing up. And it's kind of like important as adults to start, I mean, even younger if we can, but to redefine what it means to be a successful person and a successful, successful woman um, and that we don't need to let other people define that for us. I think that's really, really important because otherwise you're just going to continually strive for this perfection ideal that everyone else has for you and you're never going to feel like you're enough. And it's and it's not it's not an ideal. There's no such thing as perfect. And it's also like uh you'll feel enough or you'll be enough when you buy my product. Right. Buy my program. <laughs> yeah, totally. So I mean that's like marketing 101. Yeah, yeah it's selling. It's it's you know using women's insecurities to sell to them mm-hmm. also, mm-hmm. which is a billion dollar industry uh, that we're slowly dismantling, starting with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's a lot of a uh, lot of good people out there trying to dismantle that, and uh, we should all um, all be working towards that. Okay, you seem to have a special type of enthusiasm for photographing pregnant and postpartum women. I'd love to hear where that passion comes from. So I just gave birth four Woo-hoo. months ago to a beautiful baby girl. Her name's Mayan. And going through that experience, she's my third baby. And I haven't had a baby, like I haven't been pregnant or nursing for seven years before that. And so this is kind of like a new experience for me again. And going through that and really connecting to being pregnant and everything that that entails and giving birth and having to, and being more aware of myself as a woman and um, my mental health and things that I've, you know, worked towards over the years has really... It just, it's just such a special time, and I and I connected to it more than I ever have before, and I think that there's a lot that you know women should know, like surrounding, surrounding pregnancy and being postpartum and stuff like that, just so that they're like the best equipped that they possibly can. And this time around was so much healthier and better for me because I knew all of these things and was much more connected to myself as a woman that I feel like adding 
the element of boudoir photography and documenting your journey through that can be extremely powerful. And just in the past year and a half or so, I've become very passionate about working with women in this area. How do women react to seeing their pregnant or postpartum bodies? Because I think, you know, I think for a lot of women, it's just so hard to witness rapid changes in our bodies. Yeah. Um, So how do you feel like maybe it, does it help that feeling at all? Yeah, I think so. I mean, generally when someone's coming to me for a session, they're already like somewhat open to seeing themselves in a beautiful light. Whereas, you know, if you talk to people that are struggling with their body image, a lot of times they're just like, I'm fat or I'm ugly or I'm, which, you know, I don't, I try not to even use these words in my vocabulary, but they have a certain idea of what they look like and they're not willing to change that. So when someone comes to me, they're already somewhat open and the experience just helps them further along whatever they're trying to do. So yeah, like it's really incredible to see yourself, especially when your body's going through such big changes. And I did a pregnancy shoot. My husband is a photographer as well. And he did he photographed me when I was 34 weeks pregnant. And it was really one of the best things that I did for myself. And I was able to, even though I didn't feel sexy and beautiful and amazing my whole pregnancy, now that I look back on my pregnancy and I see those pictures, I know that that, that beauty was there. And it feels so awesome. And I'm so grateful for those pictures and that experience. That is so great. I love it. And I think... Um yeah, I, I'm very big on sort of the way we view also like pregnant bodies versus the way we view postpartum bodies. Like mm-hmm. pregnant bodies are like, oh, she's beautiful, she's glowing. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> right, because um, there's know, literally life belly. inside of you, and it is really beautiful. Yeah, it is totally. But then something happens when the baby comes out that you know you still are gonna have a belly for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, but some the conversation around postpartum, like all of a sudden, it's the like conversation get back about, to yourself. <laughs> right, all of a sudden, the conversation around that woman's body shifts. It's like now snap back to how you were before you were pregnant. Yeah. Um. So I feel like giving postpartum women also a space to connect to how their body has changed and highlighting the beauty of that change can yeah. be really powerful. Yeah, I think it's like a mindset shift, at least for me in maybe letting go of the idea that you're going to get back to yourself and hold on to an idea of transforming into a new chapter in your life. And that can be really powerful because your body really does change after you give birth and it might not be the same as it ever was. And that doesn't need to be a negative thing. That can be like a positive thing and a beautiful thing. And me thinking that for myself has, you know, you do get to choose the way that you think, which is 
a really cool thing. <laughs> um, but me choosing to think that way has really helped me and given me a lot of self-compassion and self-esteem. And I think it was like a month and a half after I gave birth, I posted a picture on my Facebook group of women that I have. And it was like a picture of me with my daughter on my side and my shirt was up and my bra wasn't I don't think I had a bra on and like my belly was hanging out and my belly has been something that I've been like insecure about since I was 12 or 13, which is crazy. And I was so proud to share that picture and that was a revolutionary moment for me. I was like, oh my gosh, like I really see this as a beautiful thing. And it takes it takes work to think that way. It's not just like one day you wake up and can just be positive or just change your mindset. But I think these like small shifts in defining beauty and deciding like who you're going to surround yourself with and what information you're going to intake. And there's, I mean, there's a lot of different, different ways to change your mindset, but I think it, it, it's a slow process over time, but it's an important one to take. And boudoir has been a big part of that for me. That's so inspiring. Thank you for sharing and just being real about your journey. Thank you. Of course. Uh, and yeah, I definitely think, you know, one concrete tool that people can do to start to feel a little better about their body image is, you know, like like we have with now with media, we have information and imagery coming at us all day long. It like never stops. Um, so being very uh, in charge of what you allow into your feed. If there's, I mean, for myself, one thing, one of the best gifts I ever gave myself was to unfollow like tons of accounts. <laughs> like anything that didn't serve me at the highest level it's just out because it's not necessary. It's not necessary, and I have the right to protect my energy. I have the right to protect what kind of energy is coming through at me during the day. And you honestly don't realize how much it affects you. Yeah. Until you realize it. <laughs> right. It's like little drips all day long that, you know, on a rock after, after a while, it makes a hole. Do you know who Ashley Graham is? Yes. So she's a plus size, I I don't even like these words, but um, she is a model and has a bigger body than what has been the standard for models for decades now. Much bigger than the standard for models. Yeah, and she is absolutely gorgeous, and I follow her Instagram, and just following her Instagram has helped me so much, like even though I've been photographing thousands of women over the last seven years, but she is so unapologetic about who she is, and it's just a really beautiful thing to see, and I think she's someone who's really changing the way that people see women and define what's beautiful, and seeing her pictures have really, really helped me and inspired me. That's so cool. I hope that uh, we get more and more diversity uh, with different types of bodies in the media. Me too. Because 
most bodies do not look like models' bodies do. And somehow we've been fed this. And even though we walk around and we see all types of bodies, um, there's only like the specific body type that's been held on a pedestal um, as an ideal or something to strive for, something to Mm -hmm. achieve. uh, When there's so many different shapes and sizes of bodies, that's what's real. I also think that there are some imagery that has come out that's kind of like you have to accept like every body the way it like just hang in with me here <laughs> um that you have to accept every body the way that it is and they'll just like take an unflattering picture of like every different type of body and to me that doesn't really like honor the woman's beauty and like okay so like if someone's like a little bit heavier or a little bit thinner or has stretch marks or whatever that isn't the the media's view of what's beautiful, then it's almost like they take the picture in an even more unflattering way because they just like, they're on like- On purpose. Yeah, on purpose, like to just be like, this is beautiful or you have to accept <laughs> this or, you know, and they like throw it at you, I feel like a little bit. Whereas like, if they're just photographing a model that does fit into the ideal standards of beauty, then they're still photographing them really flattering. And then the gap is like really large and it doesn't really make sense and it doesn't really honor the beauty that every woman has. So it's like, well, yeah, you're a photographer. You have the angles, you have the lighting, you have this, you have that. I'm like, but that's still how I see you. Like, you are that beautiful. And I think it's important as a photographer to honor a woman's beauty in that way and put her in flattering poses and beautiful light because that is who she is also. And... um and no one's gonna stand in front of a camera with like their chin down and like you know like the worst light ever and and like the picture of themselves. So I think that being a photographer, I'm able to like control those elements and help a woman see that beauty inside of them. That's so great. I think it like I do understand. I guess where those photographers are coming from. You know, it's sort of like a a pushback mm-hmm. against. Like you said, they're throwing at you. It's like, yeah, that comes from a place of anger. Yeah. Uh, anger that is real. About because, like Photoshop and yeah. things like that. Anger at uh, how society has put so much pressure on women to look a certain way and like we're just done with that. But at the same time, I it is an extreme. And I just love how you have this balanced view of saying like, let's give women pictures that they're going to see and like jaw drop at themselves. Yeah. That's empowering. Yes. That's like, going to that is what's going to help women see themselves as stunning. Exactly. So cool. Can you give us a story of a way that you have helped a client with a tremendous breakthrough? Hmm. I think like a lot of times it's not about a tremendous breakthrough. It's about many breakthroughs that, you know, happen over a long period of time that help shape the women that we are today. At least that's the, been the experience for me. So even if I can help a woman like in a small way through her boudoir session, maybe she came to me because she just wanted sexy pictures for her partner and then 
got something out of it that she didn't expect, then that totally serves its purpose and is totally incredible as well. There is one story that like I always come back to because it was just such an inspiring experience for me. Um, there was a client who who um, whose husband actually contacted me and said that he wanted to gift a session for his wife because she's been going through fertility treatments for years and she's so beautiful and he wants her to realize it. It was really, really sweet. I could like tell by the email like what an incredible husband he was. And um, but whenever someone contacts me for a gift for someone else, I'm not sure like how it's gonna go because the other the woman has to be like completely on board and wanting to do it as well. But then I got in touch with her and started talking to her when we planned the shoot. Um, and she was very into it and obviously like a little scared and hesitant. And um, if any of you have been through fertility treatments, you know how hard it is. Um, IVF and like the physical and emotional aspects of it are super, super difficult. And we did the session and I had an incredible makeup artist, Cassie Avraham, with me. This was years ago. Uh, she lives in Australia now. And we really connected during the shoot and she told me a little bit about her story and her struggles and said that, you know, maybe I'd want to share a couple pictures and uh, share my story on the blog that I have. Um, I kind of use my blog on my website as a way for women to share their stories through my pictures and through words. Um, Sometimes they write it, sometimes I write it for them, but I think it's really an incredible way for for women to use their voice, <laughs> which is important. And so I was like, yeah, definitely. Like this is something that a ton of women struggle with, and I'm sure that they can connect to. And um, and I think you know she obviously wanted to inspire other women, but she also wanted to just share the story for herself because it's something that she had kept in for so long. And. So she shared the story and she wrote it beautifully and shared a couple like very modest images because she wasn't so open to sharing more at the time. And she got a lot of support, like hundreds of comments from her friends and family and from strangers. And it was a really beautiful thing. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is why I do what I do. Uh, I didn't expect anything more to come from it, but it was just special in itself, the actual experience and then the experience of the blog post. And um, a few months later, she messages me and she says, you know, this is under wraps, but I just wanted to tell you that um, shortly after I shared the blog post, I got pregnant (laughs) with twins and she had been struggling for so long. I was just tearing up reading her message to me. And she said, with your help, along with you know many other things, not, not just me, I got pregnant and uh, we're so happy and excited, but you know, don't tell anyone yet because it's still very early on. And it was just, you know, she has two beautiful, healthy twins now and more kids actually after that. And... It's just 
so beautiful to even be like a small part of that because obviously like that I can't take any credit for that. Like she took the space that I gave and just like went with it and heal helped heal herself. And I feel like that power of self-love is so strong and our minds and our bodies are so connected. So somehow she was able to like open something up in herself and love herself in a certain way that just helped her on her journey and tons of blessings came her way. It was just, it's just unbelievable. I really believe in that power and um, it's so rewarding for me to hear about how women are using like boudoir as a tool for healing. That's so cool. And it's become a bit of a theme of this podcast is sort of giving permission to ourselves and others to share and like share our stories and share our struggles and seeing what happens when we do that. And when you do that, you're open to judgment and criticism. You're vulnerable. You're vulnerable. You're also suddenly open to support. You know, we can't support each other if we don't know what's going on. And obviously every woman, every person has a right to keep private what they want to keep private and share what they want to share. But I've seen just like, this is just like another story where someone decided to share and because they decided to do that, finally got the support that they needed. Exactly. And it was transformative and helped them through their struggle. Yeah. I think it's, it can be really scary to share. And even someone like myself who you know, from the beginning felt like I was very open and very progressive and I'd share anything and I'd share boudoir pictures of myself. But over the years, been able to share things that I might have been more ashamed of or that were like deeper down about like my anxiety and depression or, you know, other things that have strong stigmas around it in society and feeling like it was worth the risk to share. And... I mean, knowing that it's worth the risk because seeing over and over these women who are sharing and getting the support they need, also inspiring other women and helping other women to not feel alone, like that to me is worth everything. So yeah, it is vulnerable and it is scary, but like we need to step up and we need to show up for other people. And um, I've like taken that on for myself. What a beautiful act of courage. For you to to do that and for your clients to share their stories on the blog. What do you think is one of the biggest struggles for women today, 2020? I think I mentioned it a little bit before, but like being everything, being strong, being beautiful, being sexy, being successful, making money, being a mom, like feeling like a good mom, like filling all of these roles in a perfect way. Do you know what I mean? And we can't be all of those things in the way that we think we're going to be or want to be. Um, And I think that 
like changing our own expectations of ourselves and educating other people on what it could mean to be a woman, like in different ways, will help us as a society as a whole and help our daughters not feel that kind of pressure that we feel ourselves. So cool. Yeah, I think we need to... Things are things are swinging back and forth across the pendulum for women right now. It's really, really cool to witness um, and also a little riveting because it's so much change and it's so fast. I'd love to come to a place where the stay-at-home mom is viewed as just as important and successful as the billion-dollar CEO mom. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And vice versa Mm -hmm. on the other side. Yeah. It really is like an acceptance and appreciation for whatever role a woman wants to be in and who she wants to be and how she feels fulfilled. I think like that we can't define that for anyone else. All right, just a few more questions and we're going to wrap up. But can you please recommend one item that Mm. is $25 or less, 100 shekels or less, that's just going to help people, help women? Sure. So actually, a bit after my birth, I talked to a holistic nutritionist to help me get my energy back and to just start to feel you know, good and balanced and there's so many hormones rushing through you like after birth and with breastfeeding and stuff like that. So I wanted to just like get on a track where like I was feeling good. And I talked to this nutritionist. Her name is Neely Grootman. Uh, She's the Jerusalem nutritionist. You can check her out online. And she gave me a lot of amazing information and products that I could buy on iHerb, which is a great resource as well because it shifts to Israel. Um, But something that now I've been using every day that she recommended is called um, rose hip oil. Have you ever heard of it before? Yeah, but I I can't say I know what, what the benefits are. So it's an oil that you apply to your face and it moisturizes your skin, it hydrates it, it helps with pigmentation, there's like a ton of nutrients in it and it, I've been using it every single day and skin care has been a thing that I've really wanted to get on <laughs> for the last few years and this has just been amazing for me and made me feel like I don't need as much makeup and that my skin just feels like rejuvenated and it's helped with my acne and things like that. So I love when I find like natural ways to help myself and I just wanted to share that. Awesome. So rosehip oil can really help your skin. That's awesome. Okay, if you could write a one-liner on say like a post-it note that women who were maybe struggling with body image would wake up and see every day? Like, what would you want? Well, what would you I, want to say? I have a post-it note for myself <laughs> and I can I, I love can it when that happens. You. Yes, please. <laughs> so I actually, I do think that affirmations are really powerful, but only if you're connected to it. Otherwise, it's just another affirmation. It's just another cheesy one-liner. But if you are connected to it yourself and it 
has meaning to you, then it can be extremely powerful. And I have a little note on my fridge that says, my body is connected to strength and light. And seeing that every day has, for the last, I think, two years now, has been uh, wonderful and transformative for me. And um, yeah, I love it. Beautiful. I love that one too. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing with us just the incredible, beautiful way that you are helping women today. Thank you for giving us your time and for being on the show. This was inspiring, and I'm just so happy that you spent your time with us here today. Such a pleasure. I'm such a big fan of you and super honored that I could be here today. There you have it, Rebecca Sigala of Rebecca Sigala Boudoir Photography. If you have any comments or questions about this episode, please feel free to DM me personally on Instagram. My handle is Mama's Crushing Fitness. You can also get in touch with me through Facebook. My Facebook page is Mama's Crushing Fitness by Jackie Hyman on Facebook, and you can leave a comment there or message me there as well. I answer all of my messages personally. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so that you can get another awesome conversation with incredible women who are changing the landscape for women and especially mothers today. I would also like to let you know about an amazing event coming up called the Love Yourself More Valentine's Workshop, where Rebecca Sigala will be having a panel discussion on body positivity. I will be part of the panel as well, so it's going to be really fun. And we will also be doing a calligraphy workshop where we will be focusing on what affirmation we believe is the most empowering for us that can really help us in the day-to-day. And then it will be followed by a personal mini boudoir session with you and Rebecca and professional makeup and hair and the whole deal. So if you're ready to say yes to yourself being your Valentine this Valentine's Day, please check it out. You can go to RebeccaSigala.com or Rebecca Sigala Boudoir Photography on Facebook to learn more. And you can RSVP by emailing Rebecca at Rebecca at RebeccaSigala.com. So Rebecca is R-E-B-E-C-C-A. Sigala is S-I-G-A-L-A. And you spell Boudoir, B-O-U-D-O-I-R. And if you want to ask Rebecca any questions or book a private session with her, you can message her through any of those platforms as well. I really hope that you come out of this conversation feeling a little bit more in love with yourself the way that I did and the way that I do every time I speak to Rebecca Stigala about these subjects. So if you connect with that at all, let me know in the comments or a DM. I love hearing from you guys, my precious listeners. This episode was brought to you by Mama's Crushing Fitness. Build inner and outer strength in a way that is kind to the body through every stage of pregnancy and postpartum. See you on the flip side, Fierce Mama Warriors. Feel good, feel strong. Feel strong.